0: Hello, welcome to The Ceiling is the Roof podcast. My name is George, and here is another episode. Some guests need no introduction. In my opinion, one of the greatest point guys to play for North Carolina, one of the greatest Tar Heels to play in a Carolina blue, Joel Berry, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing pretty good, how are you?
0: Mate, I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah, obviously we spoke a little bit online and it's been great to actually now uh, chat to you properly. Lots to ask you in regards to your whole career overseas and everything. But first things first, congratulations on the announcement of your new child.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's it's exciting. Um found out that it's a girl. Oh man, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um I'm very excited. Um uh, you know, having Having the well, they say um, our doctors said that you know having a, a girl as the first one means your family is lucky or blessed, so
0: there we um, go. I
1: guess yeah, I guess that's good, so that
0: is um, good. but yeah,
1: yeah, we're very excited um, to
0: welcome um, our child uh, in September. So, September. Okay, so hopefully yeah. by then I'm guessing you'll be back over, back overseas back home um, for the birth.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: That's the plan, mate. Awesome. Okay, so you've had quite a career already. Um, You've gone. You had an amazing time at UNC. You had um, you spent some time in the G League and now you're overseas. The first thing that I want us to go back to high school, Mr. Florida. Okay, you had Vince Carter, Amari Stoudemire, Brandon Knight, Austin Rivers, Joel Berry three times. What does that (laughs) award mean to you? And when did you realize I could actually make a living from professional basketball?
1: Yeah, um, you know, basketball holds a special place in my heart. Um, You know, winning those awards, uh, you know, was great. And um, winning it three times, you know, especially, you know, with the people who have won it before me, Mm. um, you know, it was great. And, you know, to have guys, like you said, Vince Carter, Brandon and I, um austin rivers who i really grew up watching yeah um a guy that i watch a lot over now that i'm you know a little bit know a little bit more about overseas basketball is uh nick kalathis
0: he did he won it. i think he won it twice he won it twice
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um you know winning it and being in the same company as those guys um is great and you know we really you know all those guys including myself we have really put you know florida and basketball on the map when you think about florida you think about football so that's true. um you know having those having those accolades and winning that and being a representative of florida it's it's a it, it's a blessing
0: yeah mate no that's that's absolutely amazing and when did you realize because obviously you won it at a young age to win it three years running so when did you realize i could be a professional basketball player how old were you
1: yeah um I knew growing up, I've, you know, played um, on a really good AAU team um, growing up Uh, and, you know, just basketball just took me so many places and I've seen, you know, a high school, I was traveling overseas playing Um, Mm -hmm. and it just, it it has taken me all over the place. And um, so I kind of knew that at an early age that, you know, professional basketball was, you know, in my calling, but you know, my parents have done a great job with helping me realize that, you know, it's it's more to it and, you know, to to use basketball and not, it, you know, not let it use me. Um, and I've used it great. I, I've used it, um, you know, really good. And it has taken me all over the place. So, yeah, it's been it's been great.
0: Mate, that's good. That's awesome. So you came into then obviously high school, you came as a five star recruit coming in with Theo and Justin Jackson. Um, so that's a heck of a freshman class but you had a lot of offers elsewhere so Kansas Florida Florida State there's a long list of different offers that you had why North Carolina?
1: Yeah um, it was just the right it was the right school for me Um, you know I grew up watching Carolina even though I was from Florida Um, you know as we were too you know Carolina was just always on TV and you know, when it gets around the rivalry time, you know, Carolina Duke is the biggest rivalry um, in sports to me. Um, and so, um, yeah, you hear about it all the time. And so, of course, it was on, you know, it was always on my mind. Um, and, Carolina,
0: always on your mind.
1: <laughs> right, right. And it was just like, you know, as a young, as a young, you know, guy, you know, playing basketball, you know, you just played for the love of it and you never really thought about, you know, okay, what school am I going to? Um, but when it really came down to that time, you know, it was just a blessing to be able to make that decision um, and, and choose Carolina and to play for, you know, Coach Williams. So um, while I did have many offers and, you know, other great schools looking at me, you know, I just felt like Carolina was the the right school for me and playing up under Coach Williams with the success of, you know, the point guards that he's had in his um, time being a head coach.
0: We'll talk about that soon because obviously it's known about Point Guard University is North Carolina. So there was a lot of great uh, Tar Heels who have, who have uh, right. ran the, ran the backcourt. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But the, so you saying that you followed them since a kid, was UNC your college team when you were growing up? Was that, would you say that was your favorite team or was there another team that you rooted for?
1: No, I mean, you know, I, I watched the Florida schools, you know, Florida, Florida State um you know I just like Carolina I mean the the color stands out
0: it does and it's a beautiful color
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is and so um you know every time Carolina was on TV you know it's it, it was um you know it stood out and you know showing them showing coach Williams on TV you know the passion that he coached with you know it was hard not to notice Carolina so um you know I didn't have a particular team but like I said, you know Carolina was a, a team I always like to
0: watch. Have you got a favorite Tar Heel growing up?
1: Um. Well, we always the one I just remember is is Big May because you know they Big yeah. Baby May. That, yeah. that name that name stands out, and he was the force down there low uh, down in the block. So yeah, he um, was. When I yeah when I think about Carolina and growing up, you know that's the one person, and my mom loved him because. <laughs> she was like, she was amazed how a guy his size could move and jump and be that athletic. And so, um, that's why it just stood out to me and that's why he, well, he stands out to me and that's who I remember, you know, growing up. No,
0: that's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah, he's up there with one of the greatest tire heels as well. Exactly. Um, 2005 <laughs> team. Uh, so North Carolina point guard university, You've got Ty Lawson, Raymond Felton, yourself, Marcus Page, Kendall Marshall, Phil Ford. We could go; the the list is long. Is there a group chat of all you guys together? Like, is there? <laughs> is there? So I know the Carolina family is strong. Are you? Do you stay in touch? Um, I know the all of you guys, but particularly the point guards. Have you got a strong relationship with some of the guys with grace for court?
1: No, I mean that would that that's a pretty cool idea, but we um <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we don't, but you know, um in some way, shape or form, you know, we all stay in we we might not talk, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I know I stay in um on, you know, look on social media and stuff to see what everybody is doing, um and getting a chance to see what's going on. So um in some way, you know, we're all connected. Um and you know. That, that's what's so great about the summertime is when you go back, you never know who you're going to run into um, and who's coming back. You know, it's never like a thing where everybody, you know, puts in a chat, hey, I'm coming back. You know, it's, you know, every time you go, there's always a different person that you haven't seen in, in a while. So that's what's so great is that, you know, we can all get back and um, be able to see one another.
0: Mate, that's awesome. I remember um, I think you would have been a you'd have been a sophomore, but I, I was out in Chapel Hill. And I was there, I went into the Dean Smith Center when it was the alumni versus the current team game. And I I heard all about it, but that was so much fun to watch. I remember and just seeing you guys in there and it was nice to see you all together. It was, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Those are, those are fun. Those were fun times. And now I can go back and be an, an alumni, you know, just it's so crazy how fast it went by you know me being a freshman and I'm looking at those guys like dang y'all are old and now <laughs> now I'm in that position now so. <laughs> <laughs> really old guy yeah. now Oof, that's, right. that's tough to hear isn't it I know exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so why do you think the Carolina family is so strong because it is it's, it's known in the basketball world the Carolina family it's it is super strong. You go in the NBA, you look at the players, they all meet up overseas. You guys are going up against each other. You go in the off season, you have your time. Why is the Carolina family so strong?
1: Yeah, I just think, um, you know, how welcoming, you know, Carolina is. And, um, you know, I think when people, um, the players that come and play, they truly keep a special place in their heart for Carolina. Um, and I don't know. What it is, you know, about Carolina, you know, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. The campus is nice, you know, all around is nice and um, in the area. Um, And it's just a great place to be. Whenever you come back, it's almost like a a, a breath of fresh air. Um, And I think that's why so many guys love it. And I think that's why so many people love coming back. But, you know, it's also, it, it has to do with Coach Williams as well and the culture that he has built and it started with Dean Smith um Mm -hmm. you know Dean Smith when he died he he donated not a large amount but he gave each and each and every one of his players a small amount of money um just showing his appreciation and it just goes to show the relationship that um that he had with his coaches and that's the same thing that coach Williams had with his players um you know that was coach Williams mentor so um, everything that you if you wanted to see Dean Smith um, in person, all you got to do is look at Coach Williams because that's who he meant, you know, mentored himself or, you know, um, that's his way. That's who he looked up to. Um, And so uh, I think it has a lot to do with Coach Williams and just the culture he has built in the relationships that he has built with his players.
0: May you. You smashed it. You're completely correct. Um, and I I agree. I think Coach Williams is a, is a big reason why the Carolina family is so strong. And obviously that comes from Coach Smith. I, I heard something really cool the other day, actually. Um, obviously, Coach Smith, I think, I think it was $200 he gave, which is a lot of yeah. money. $200 check. And I think I heard, I don't know if this is true, but MJ, Michael Jordan, has said that he will pay all of it so they can just keep the check. From Coach, right. Smith, which is pretty cool. Obviously, MJ yeah. he, can, he can afford to do that. Um, exactly, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, his pocket not hurting at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So obviously, we mentioned him, Coach Williams. In, in my opinion, um, the greatest. Uh, he's all I've known at Carolina. I became a fan in 2010. Um, so he's all I've he's all I've known. Obviously, I, I learned all about Dean Smith and, and the history of Carolina where were you when the news broke uh, at the start of April and yeah, what was going, what was going on in your mind when that happened?
1: Yeah. So I was here in my apartment. Um, I was sitting on the couch. It was it's my birthday's on April 1st. Um, of course it was. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, Sean may called me um, and I think I thought he was calling, you know, to wish me happy birthday. And um, next thing, you know, he's like, I could just hear it in the tone of his voice, you know, that something had happened and I'm not, I wasn't, you know, sure at the time when, when I first answered the phone. Um, but he was like, man, I just want to let you know, um, before the news breaks, um, and they were calling like all the players just so it wouldn't be a surprise when we yeah, you know yeah, yeah. We'll see it over social media. Um, so he was like, yeah, man, coach is retiring. And I just paused because I was just shocked. Um, it just came out of nowhere. You know, whenever it's a coaching job like a school like Carolina, you know, you, there's some stories that leak that, you know, po- that say, you know, Coach Williams possibly or, you know, whatever coach at a big-time school like that or, you know, in the NBA or something. You always hear something leading up to it. But this one, there was no warning. There was no alerts. I mean, it just – it happened um so it just shocked me a lot um and I just knew that you know he always had told us that he wanted to coach forever um yeah and we knew that wasn't possible but you know that's just that's that's him being he he's just competitive and wants wants to be the best which he is but you know he always strived to be the best and um you know so it shocked me a lot um you know, it's still a little bit shocking because when you think about Carolina, you think about Coach Williams. 100%. Um, so it's going to be an adjustment, but, uh, yeah, I was very shocked um when it happened. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. And s- similar to D, similar to Coach Smith, um, Coach Williams was always going to go out the way of it was going to be like that. It was it was never going to be this is my last season. A big because he's he's not like that. Coach Williams is right. all about you guys and the team in Carolina so it was always going to be come out of nowhere and quietly in the offseason I I was expecting of that but I guess we, we also have to remember coach Williams is 70 years old and we're so annoyed right. that, we're so annoyed that he's retiring now but I'm like he is 70 a lot of 70 year olds want to retire and yeah, spend time on exactly. the golf course with a family and everything so yeah it it was a shock it was a shock um, that's really nice that they were calling you. It's not the birthday message that you wanted, I'm sure.
1: No, not at all. And a lot of people really thought it was an April Fools joke. Um oh, mate. And yeah, it was it was almost like it was uh you know bad PR cuz or you know why would you want to do it on that that day? I I I literally had so many people message me like, "Hey, is this an April Fools joke?" And I'm like, <laughs> no it's it's for real
0: <laughs> it would be the worst april fools joke i remember i was i was walking on the beach here in england and um left my phone in the car came back and someone messaged me on twitter saying i was like and i knew it was april fools obviously i'm like oh, april fools and i was like yeah. <laughs> i was like that's the worst april fools ever like that's awful and then right 30 minutes of looking at all the reports come in i'm like this is for real and it yeah was, man, it was an emotional day I, I personally i felt like it was a day of mourning, um which is quite deep but um that was how it felt have you have you got for us a coach williams Joel berry story that not many people will know a story which when you think of coach williams uh, uh, to do with yourself
1: yeah um i think it i mean it's it's personal to me um but i think it it's also um you know, to about, you know, Theo and Justin as well. It's all about, you know, all three of us. But I think a lot of people have forgotten that when we committed to Carolina, we were going through the scandal, mm-hmm. um, you know, academically. And, you know, of course, Coach Williams being the figure who he is. And when you think about, you know, North Carolina um, and the school itself, you think about Coach Williams. And so of course he was every every time you heard about the scandal on ESPN or saw it somewhere, his face is on it because when you think about Carolina, that's who you think about. And so um during that time, you know, I had a lot of people, you know, telling me, why are you going there? You guys are gonna, you know, the the um you guys are gonna get banned, um, things aren't gonna go well. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And through it all, I just stuck to my, you know, my gut feeling. And Coach Williams helped us through that process as well. Every update that came out, anything that came out that was skeptical, he was always calling us, reassuring us that everything was going to be fine. And we trusted Coach Williams. And um, I know I did. My family did as well. And through it all, we just stuck with them. And um, we were just seeing a lot of people like taking Carolina off of their list because of the scandal. And um, people just saw it as, you know, being crazy. The fact that we still committed and we're we're still committed to going there. And um, I mean, the the, my time there speaks for itself. And uh, so that's. When I think about that, you know, um, I think a lot of people forget about that story and about that time. You know, they think about our class that came in, Mm. but they forget about what we stuck through. And um, I just thank Coach Williams, you know, for keeping us updated during that time. And, you know, always being being there with us, you know, every step of the way because he didn't care about anything else. But, you know, us as just human beings and um, he wanted the best for us. And he had told us if there was anything that, you know, would have put our our careers in jeopardy, you know, he would have been, you know, uh, straightforward with us and told us to go somewhere else. But he re- he reassured us through the whole time, um, through it the whole time. And so that's what I remember. Um, and it was just great to be able to have the career and be able to. Accomplish some of the things that I that I accomplished when I had so many people telling me not to go there,
0: mate. Well, thank you for sticking with us. (laughs) I appreciate that. And um, mate, Coach Williams, he will, in in my opinion, go down as one of the greatest men to to grace this earth. Um, Obviously, he's one of the greatest basketball coaches. But the stories that we hear, you got to know him more than a lot of people ever will do with those four years. And um, yeah, he really is. The most amazing man, so i I'm not surprised to to hear that story um, yeah, what a guy so uh now his successor, coach Davis, and I hear a lot of the players are super happy with it. Uh, he had a great relationship with the players. How did you feel about uh the new the new hire, the new head coach of North Carolina basketball?
1: Yeah, um, I think it was a a great decision. Um, you know, I think they. uh, I feel like they, you know, when when they first hired him, I think they, I feel like they hired they hired him with the intention that one day, you know, he would be he would become the head coach. Um, because I know he left at that time. He left ESPN, you know, because it was taking away so much time from his family. Um, and so once he got the job, you know, it was a great addition to. Um, Coach Williams' staff, and he was a great coach and still is a great coach, Um, but now the head coach, not an assistant. Um, So I I think it's a great decision. Um, I love that, you know, Carolina um, kept it in house, you know, and didn't go get, you know, someone else. You know, they got somebody who knows the culture of Carolina. Um, And, you know, he's stepping into some big shoes, Um, They're, you know, looking at when you think about, you know, Carolina, you think about Dean Smith and Coach Williams. Those are really the only two coaches that I think about when I think about North Carolina. Um, And now he's part of that legacy. Um, And hopefully his tenure is as long as Coach Williams.
0: Let's hope Um, so.
1: Yeah, and I'm wishing him the best. But he is stepping into a hard time, you um, you know, being in the COVID for one. And moving forward, forward with that, and you know the challenges that it has, um, with uh, you know, just the season now with recruiting. Recruiting is going to be totally different. So he's stepping into some big shoes with a lot of challenges ahead of him. But knowing Coach Davis, the the nicest dude you'll ever meet, um, but he does have a very a, a very competitive side that um, you know, not too many people see. But I've seen it before. Um, and so I know that he will do whatever it takes um, to keep that program at the status that it's at.
0: Mate, brilliant. For me, for me, I think staying in the Carolina family, like you said, was vital. And obviously the names, a lot of people throwing them around all these different names, which were there, but I was so happy. I think I, I wrote a um I wrote a, I wrote a post the day before we announced coach Davis, that my choice is coach Hubert Davis. I don't think Bubba Cunningham read it. But the day day before I wrote it and there was a lot of people were like saying like, no, 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 Um, we need Brad Stevens, Mark Few, all these names which were getting thrown around. Um, And then we had the press conference and obviously that work he did at ESPN showed because he nailed, he knocked that uh, press conference out of the park. And Yeah. um, yeah, I think everyone is super pumped. You're, you're correct in saying it's completely different college basketball is now. This transfer portal is insane. Um, oh, yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. Completely <laughs> ridiculous. I
0: can't, like, it's so hard to keep up. And as I was like, UNC yeah. was offered this one of it. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. But, um, yeah, it's a completely different world. Uh, but he's got a good team around him as well. And now I'm excited. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too that would be good. So, okay. Let's, yeah, let's talk about 2017. Your national championship year, 2017, back-to-back national championship finals. Why do you think the 2017 championship is the best championship winning team?
1: Um, To be honest, I really think our 2016 team um was very talented um I think that team might have been a little bit more talented than our 2017 team um when you think about who you had on the team Marcus Page um I mean of course ourselves but yeah. you know like Bryce Johnson was having you know an outstanding year that year um you know I just think you know we we um uh, you know we 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 were having the momentum in the in the championship game, and Villanova you know just happened to hit a shot, you know if they didn't hit that shot, we felt like we would have won that one um but um but the two thousand seventeen team was very talented too, and I think that you know we had some good experience in the right places, um not too many people have Nate Brick coming off the bench which yeah. a lot of people forget that he was a five-star recruit in yeah. high school and you know he found you know as much as you know his his career didn't go the way that he probably thought it would have you know he still was a big part of uh the culture in Carolina um and to have you know an experienced guy Uh, coming off the bench like that is huge and he was huge for us the whole tournament. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. So just having him, you know, it was great. And, um, but yeah, I just.
0: So you're saying, so, so you're saying you think the 2016 team is a better team than the 2017
1: team? I think, I think if you look at it from talent wise, I think it was a better team, but you know, 2017 we were just able to we were able to get it done of course
0: of course i um yeah obviously i think every carolina fan remembers it uh 2016 the shot before the shot of marcus's shot in my opinion is one of the greatest basketball shots we've ever seen yeah that was insane how was that how was watching that shot like that one in particular how he changed in the air and just bro
1: yeah I know it's crazy and it's still crazy to look at today um you know I mean he's in a lunge position in mid-air I mean (laughs) not too many people can hit a shot like that so um but it was just it was an amazing shot um you know at the moment I really didn't understand because you know I'm I'm in the game I'm I'm like shoot we just hit a shot so (laughs) regardless of yeah regardless of the acrobatics in the air, I'm just glad it went in. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as I, you know, looked at the videos and I mean, everything you, you see it all the time. Whenever you see a ad for March Madness or whatever that that, you know, scene in that that shot comes up. But um, I still look at that whole, you know, uh, scenario and it was just an amazing moment. And, you know, a lot of people look at it as being bad, but I was so blessed to be in that moment. Um, and to be a part of that, to know that that every time I see that video that I see myself, that's that's part of my journey. That was part of, you know, what I went through during my life and to be a part of that. I mean, that's every kid's dream. So um, regardless of the outcome, it was great.
0: <laughs> Mate, it was. Yeah, it was. Obviously it was a tough game. But because of yeah. that, because of 2016, 2017, you you yourself are one of the most decorated UNC players in history. You, even basketball players, to stats go that you are the seventh person to score 20 plus points in back-to-back championship games with the likes of Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think the last time that was done was in the 17s of Bill Walton. So that's quite a, a an accolade to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first, and this was really cool actually, I didn't realise this. You were the first non-senior to be a captain on the championship team. How did that feel?
1: Yeah, um, it felt great. And it was just, um, you know, I've had some great examples in front of me. Um, you know, Marcus Page, um, you know, was was my mentor, you know, um, even when I got a chance to, you know, start alongside him. He was still my mentor and Coach Williams played a huge part in it as well and that's why i always tell people you know it is it is bigger than basketball because coach williams helped me just to be a better person um you know being in competition can make you you know act out in certain ways that aren't necessarily you know um good for you know the the whole of the team and coach williams would you know take the time to pull me aside and to help me to be a better leader and how to um you know, how to be able to communicate with my team wa- teammates in a better way. And so during that whole time, you know, freshman, sophomore year, leading up to my junior year, um, I had some great mentors and people who helped me. Um, and that's what, you know, led to me being a leader. And um, and I think it's also, too, you know, just how I was as a person. You know, I, I go out into battle. Um, and, you know, I always fought for my teammates. And off the court, you know, I was always laughing and joking around and, you know, not just keeping it at a basketball level. You know, I felt like I really, truly had a, um, you know, a a brotherhood around me and wanted to know each and every individual on the team and to have that relationship. So um, it was was great. And I was I was very honored.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite I'm sure it's quite the honor to be captain of UNC and yeah mate you did it well you did it very well you led us to a Thank championship you. so and <laughs> another another cool man i'm just hyping you up but another um <laughs> another cool stat is that um well, achievement is that you were the first point guard to win the most outstanding player um for uh, unc so before we had wayne ellington sean may donald williams james worthy none of those were point guards point guard university you were the first one to do it so that's quite an achievement
1: yeah, yeah, um you know it started i mean it even started at the beginning of the year when we played in the Maui tournament, and you know I watched ray Phil, uh Raymond Phelan and Ty Lawson, um you know, I would watch videos of them on youtube um and you know those are the guys who I wanted to be like, and uh I remember in Maui, I looked up on the MVP, you know, they keep the MVPs from, you know, all the Maui um, tournaments and Raymond Felton's name was up the anti-Lawson's as well. Um, And so I was like, you know, I want to, those are the guys that I wanted to be like, so I want to, I want to do what they've done. And so um, I ended up winning the Maui MVP. And that was, I was just like, that's what I wanted. And that's what I kept my mind on and i wanted to be like the other guys in the in the program who had gotten championships and that was what i went to carolina for so um you know to be named the most outstanding player was truly truly a blessing um and my i mean just my whole career was was a true blessing but uh being able to get that accolade was 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 amazing um and very honored to be able to to have that you know on my as part of my career,
0: yeah. Well, just say your career has been amazing so far. Then, obviously, we'll move on from college, and we will head to the G League. So, you've spent some time in the G League, and you South South Bay Lakers, and then you were at the Greensboro Swarm. Obviously, at the South Bay Lakers, you had quite the injury. It was you tear your meniscus and fractured your tibia. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Hey, that sounds awful for starters, it um, sounds painful as hell. So um, how like mindset to get over such an injury like that, how did you, how'd you get through that, man?
1: Yeah. Um, it was really my, it was really my faith. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up too much in the faith, um, but it was a, it was a terrible, it was really a hard time. Um, you know, first, People don't realize how hard it is to come from a program like Carolina, where you're playing in front of twenty thousand people. Um, I mean, you're in some of the best. You're in well, the best tournaments in college basketball, um, and then to go to the G League, um, totally different scene, um, and just on opposite ends of the uh, of the scale. I mean, it's totally different. So um, that was tough in itself. And then, you know, the injury on top of that was, um, was bad. And, um, so it was really my faith that got me through. Um, and I always thank God for getting me through that time and, um, you know, getting me through those moments. It was, it was tough. So, um, that's what, yeah, that's what really got me through. And, um, I am where I am today because of my faith and, uh, but that's part of life. That's part of my journey. And, you know, I've accepted it and, um, you know, one day it'll all, I'll be able to tell my, tell my story. So.
0: Man, that's great. That's awesome. So yeah, obviously that was, I'm glad you were able to overcome that because then you also went to Greensboro. So you came back to North Carolina, you had a game, you had a 44 point game, um, which was against the Bayhawks, I think. Yeah. And um, which was, yeah. Is that the most points you've scored in a game?
1: Yeah, that was the most points um in high school I scored 49 but that okay. was the most points, yeah, since uh yeah, that time in high school. <laughs> nice. What did it feel like to
0: score that many points? I think you were eight, I think you scored 8 from behind, uh, from three as well, so you were on fire that night.
1: Yeah, you know, um to be honest, a lot of people might have just seen it as another game, but um to me, it was, it was more than that. It was a testament to my faith. Um, it was a testament to what I had been through. Um, and that game just really, I wanted to, to, to show people that I can, I'm, you know, the Joel Beard that everybody sees at Carolina and that it's not just on a college level, you know, I can do this professionally. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's part of my journey. Um, this is the journey that God has me on. Um, and I know one day people will be able to look back at that. And, um, you know, I'll be able to look back at it and say, you know, a lot of people have saw that just as another game, but that's who I am. Um, and so it's just it's just a matter of time, you know, before I get my chance. Um, but that's who, that's who I can be whenever I have the chance. And I've battled – some, um, you know, I battled times being able to get my chance in the G League, um, you know, one due to injury and two, you know, it's, uh, you know, you just got to be in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a chance to be able to show what I could do before, you know, the COVID hit. Um, and I was putting together, you know, a great, a great, um, you know, resume to for people to see that, you know, The 44 point game was just something, you know, uh, just one game. But I also backed it up, you know, with 20 point performances and in the other games behind that. So um, it's something that I can do. I just need a chance and one day I'll get it.
0: Exactly. And it's just it's and that's uh, that's sports. That's that's basketball. Just give a guy a chance. Let him work. And you'll see. So, yeah, just keep working, mate. That's your time will come. Your time. will come. Oh, yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) for sure so now you did your time in the g league and then you this uh yeah this season you had your first season overseas um so that's where we've connected a little bit obviously i set up a blog which looks at the tar heels are playing overseas it's kind of blown up a bit because there's a lot of people interested in how you guys are doing and you are in besiktas in istanbul turkey um istanbul is the biggest city in europe So that's something. So we'll talk about that in a second as well. But how are you finding it? How are you finding overseas basketball?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, being my first season, you know, of course, anything we do in life, you know, the first time is, is an adjustment. Um, so I'm adjusting, um, things are going great, you know, just, uh, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's hard right now with being in a lockdown, um, and being able to get out and about, but, um, you know, I'm enjoying my time here. I have my wife with me. So, um, you know, everything's going great and the adjustment is going good.
0: Good. So Istanbul, so Turkey, you in lockdown right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, there was a lockdown when we first got here in November. Okay. Um, and then things opened back up, um, about, I want to say two months ago and then, um, the COVID cases just have gone crazy. And um, now just like, I think like a week and a half ago, we went back into a lockdown. So, um, and I mean, it's even going throughout the, like our league, we're in the Turkish league. Um, And so like our team dealt with, we had to cancel like two or three games because, well, we canceled two games for us because our team, we didn't have enough players to play because everybody got COVID. Um And then a couple of other teams we played against have gotten COVID as well. Um And there's been like uh, a lot of games that have been canceled. So lockdown, you know, has been a little bit crazy, but, you know, we're getting through.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're in. We had lockdown. So I was I'm in England and we had lockdown. So just before Christmas and we just opened up the shops like uh, 10 days ago um uh, honestly the so the barbers have had queues for days just everyone getting their haircut because no one could get the oh haircut.
1: <laughs> honestly
0: just days of just queues just for the barbers yeah uh, that's an essential <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah we've had the lockdown um apparently it's two months in two months time is when lockdown is kind of lifted um right. so ours is going to be mid-june um 21st of june apparently when there's no restrictions and people can go in each other's houses as much as you want so nice yeah it's, yeah, that'd be nice i think everyone's looking forward to it in the summer seeing your friends again and having a good time
1: oh yeah for sure i mean when it's like that you know as hard as it, as hard as it is for the government to lift those you know the 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 um the lockdown, you know, uh, I think I think it's best when, you know, you go ahead and do it, even though, you know, it's probably not in the best interest. But like you guys are able y'all been in lockdown, like you said, since Christmas. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, things probably have calmed down and it won't be, you know, like that spike once y'all get out hopefully
0: it's not but. hopefully hopefully yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're pretty good with we're pretty good with a vaccine here but that's not going to COVID that's a whole nother ball game right. <laughs> um, so actual basketball so overseas basketball how have you found it different to American style basketball to European style basketball
1: yeah it's um it's more about strategy than anything um you know you have some athletic guys over here and Um, but it's not nearly as, you know, as like the NBA, um, but it's more strategy. Um, you know, guys are very fundamentally sound. Um, and it's just, it's a different game, more physical than the NBA. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been great. Uh, basketball is basketball at the end of the day. Um, and I know there's adjustments and stuff, but, you know, when you boil down to it, it's basketball. So um great to, you know, and, and blessed to be able to play it each and every day. Um and I'm just glad that, you know, I I'm, I'm I've been playing basketball for a while now. Um, you know, since I was little and I'm still learning the game each and every day. So that's what's so amazing about it and that I can come over here and still, you know, have something to learn about basketball.
0: Nice. That's great. That's great. And you're playing with, is it Markel Johnson from NC State?
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell me
0: (laughs) tell me about is there any banter there between you two between State and Carolina? Are you going at each other or not?
1: Um, I think our I think the time there and you know, the, the wins that we had and that he had, I think it speaks for itself. So we, (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about it much, but he's a, he's a great dude. Um, and you know, we laugh and joke about our times, you know, the, in the battles that we had against one another, um, and particularly in the, the, the 50 point game that we beat them by. Yeah. So yeah, we laugh (laughs) and joke about that, but yeah, he's a great guy and um yeah I'm I'm glad to be playing with him.
0: Mate, that's good. So um in Europe, a lot of people always ask for different rules, et cetera. So in obviously different countries have different rules. What are the particular rules in regards to international players like yourself in Turkey?
1: Yeah, so it's different. It depends on what league you're in. Okay. So the league that we we're we're just in the Turkish league, my team, so um, I think you can only have five Amer uh five um is it yeah, five Americans or five, you know, um, international non- yeah, yeah, international players. So um, but you know, once you get to the Euro League, I think it goes all the way up to like ten. Okay. So like, you know, when we play like a team that's top in our league, like Ephesus or Finibachi there in the Euro League, mm. you know, those guys, they when they come down, you know, play just strictly in our league, um, you know, they'll sit a lot of their international guys um, because they they aren't allowed to play um, all of them at the same time. So, yeah, that's a – you know, that's a little bit different. Because um, you got Shane, you know, Shane Larkin's
0: in your league, right, from Miami.
1: Yeah, yeah, Shane Larkin. I mean, that's another guy that I grew up watching, you know, as I was growing up in Florida. He went to a um, – went to Dr. Phillips, which was a school right down the street from my high school. So, Ah. um, yeah, I grew up watching him as well. Um, so yeah, that's another guy. And that's who I got in touch with when I first got over here. Um, just to see how, you know, what the difference was and just to get, you know, some, um, some wisdom from somebody who has already been through the, through the ring. So, and he's done um, well, he's done really
0: well. Um, Oh yeah. The
1: guy the guy, he's, the guy is doing great. He's he, he's hooping, so yeah, oh, he's doing mate. really good.
0: Um, there's actually an Amazon documentary on him and his Euroleague. What he's been doing at the Euroleague. Yeah, and yes, yeah, yeah, really good watch. What'd you say? It's a really good watch. The uh, documentary on Shane. I think it's like in Shane we trust or something like that. And uh, oh yeah, it's really good it's on Amazon
1: yeah yeah he's um he's built himself a great career over here
0: um and is doing amazing um so yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a good lad so okay foods in turkey have you been eating turkish food cooking turkish foods
1: um so i'm a guy i like to try new things okay. but uh some of the stuff i i just can't get myself to try um so me and my wife we we don't eat out it we don't eat out as much she you know we just go to the to the grocery store and grab um you know some some chicken and some vegetables and stuff but um we do love baklava okay um, so I will say I love that I know it's not the most healthy the most healthiest <laughs> choice, but uh it's really good <laughs>
0: nice okay well you while you're in while you're there you' got to, you've gotta try the cuisine and try the foods and everything so um yeah so so what is it so what is the actual food so what say it again uh it's called baklava okay so what actually is it
1: it's like uh simple terms it's it's like pistachios and uh and it's inside of like uh bread like honey uh like honey butter uh pieces of like bread i guess
0: so yeah
1: yeah, it's pretty good. And if you want to take it to another level, you know, you put ice cream um, inside with the pistachio. Yeah, it's really good. You just don't tell the coach <laughs> you're eating it, right? Uh, He knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll come out of practice sometimes and the local bakeries will have, um, that's, uh, that's fans of our team. They would make like these big boxes of baklava and just bring it to us at the practice here. When wow. we're walking off the court, yeah, they'll give it to us and we're like, I'm like, that's probably not the most healthiest choice after, <laughs> a, after a practice, but I'll take it.
0: <laughs> so you say about fans, uh, obviously during the global pandemic, have your games had fans in or have they been empty arenas?
1: Yeah, it's been empty, um, but we do have a lot of, um, you know, the, the owners of the team and their families um, and of the other teams and people who are very close to um, – to our organization have been to the games and so it's only been one side and they sit over there and the people here they're so into basketball and they they've um you know they're so into it that it seems like you know the gym is full when they celebrate um and so it's been great to you know at least have some people in the stands.
0: Mate of course so Besiktas are obviously very famous football team as well soccer team. yeah. And their fans go wild. Like, it's like like a weekend trip away. If you want to go see a good football like fans, you go to Istanbul to go see Besiktas. It's on my it's on my list to go to go to that stadium. So I I wish it would have been amazing to see what the basketball fans were like, because I'm sure they're just like the football fans. And it would have been nice, nice to actually play in front of them.
1: Yeah, that's what we heard. And when we first got here, they were like, "We wish you guys could have, um, you know, that fans uh, could be allowed to go to the soccer games because it's a sight to see." So maybe one day, maybe one day we'll put that on our list too to come back and see.
0: (laughs) Oh, mate, I'm sure you've made. I'm sure you've made friends for life. So yeah, come back to Istanbul, get a game in. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was, um, I was joking the other day with uh, Marcus Junior. I was messaging him, actually, and we were talking about uh, playing during COVID. And obviously, stats-wise, basketball, we look at points, assists, rebounds. Now, I think this season, we may have to include how many COVID tests you've actually had to take. <laughs> Dude, he was saying, he was saying he's, like, he's up to 50. He's like all-star level right now with uh, yeah. COVID tests. How has it been having to do tests over time?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we've, we've taken a lot of tests, like I said, because we've had guys, you know, in season that have went out with COVID. Um, So we were testing almost like every day during that time. And, um, and then, you know, when you play uh, before two days before the game, you always had to have a COVID test. So um, you just think about how many games I think there's, I, I mean, I haven't played the whole season, but you know, since I've been here, you know, um, we've had to we've had to take a COVID test two days before the game for every game. So, it's yeah, lot. it's uh yeah, it's a lot. And that, <laughs> that, that's part of you know what's so hard right now, and you know, one, you know, um, it's already hard being away from family and friends, you know, and being in another country, and on top of being, you know, during COVID, it's just it, it's tough
0: yeah for sure okay um we're about to round this up another question quickly in regards to turkey have you been able to because you're in lockdown have you been able to travel or see istanbul or see anything yet
1: um we've seen some stuff you know going down um there's a um a place called the bosphorus which is like the 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 water okay um yeah so we've been down there but, um, yeah, um, uh, you know, and also, my wife is pregnant, too, so you know, we kind of yeah. have to be careful, um, we're well not kind of, but we do have to be careful, you know, with that, so, uh, we haven't been able to get out much, um, but yeah we've uh we've seen some things, um, the good thing is, you know, with us being in the Turkish League, we don't travel like the Euro League teams where you mm-hmm. go to other countries or the Champions League uh so um you know the games that we've played have been locally we've i think i've since I've been here, we might have flown like twice oh wow but other than but other than that, it's been you know bus rides or some of the teams are like you know 30, 30 minutes away so um travel has been good, but it's been tough you know being able to get out and about
0: yeah, for sure so in regards to future Euroleague is that out there?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the that's I think that's everybody's goal. Um, of course, it's it's great basketball. Um, and uh, so if you know, um, if that's my plan and, and that's what God has in store for me, that would, that would be great. Um, I see some of the games and it's amazing watching some of those games. So, um, yeah, that's that's on the list.
0: <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay, we're gonna round it up and we're gonna round this podcast up and i've got some rapid fire questions for you all right righty. so basically it's going to be joel's berries tar heel teammates and i'm going to ask you some questions it may be you you may think that you're the, you're the answer or you may have another teammate who is the answer okay all right. so the joker on the team who was the prankster during uh, you theo. at unc theo okay uh
1: <laughs>
0: give me a give me a prank give me a what, what would what would he do um I I don't know
1: anything. I don't think anything in particular. Uh some of them was, you know, you I wouldn't be able to say on here. So.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fair. Obviously when yeah. he when he interrupted that press conference is always up there on a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's <laughs> that's I mean that he did that all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. The best dancer on the team. Uh me. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> We've seen the videos. It's all good. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, who was the DJ? Who who had the best music taste?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Pro- I'll probably say Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. Y- yeah, I feel like Kennedy was always uh had the updates on the on the on the music. So
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, who was the best dressed on the team? Uh, style. Nate Nate Britt. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nate was the, the guy
1: who who loved to get dressed up. So.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and over your four years, were there any fashion fails? Was there anyone who was like, what are you wearing? Can you call them out?
1: Um I'll probably say the guy that we got on the most was probably Luke. Okay. But it, but it's just because he Luke was Luke was Luke. And, but, but we would, he would come in, like, one thing I think about is like, so for some reason, I don't know if it was like washing machine malfunction or what, but like he would come in with these shirts that would like, if he lift his arm up, you could see all the way up to it, you know, halfway <laughs> up his belly. And we'll be like, hey man, Luke, it might be time to throw away that shirt. <laughs> so yeah so that that's just you know
0: if anybody it'll be luke (laughs) if anyone knew that's funny okay who was most likely to get told off by coach Williams
1: oh man uh probably I would probably say Bryce Johnson (laughs) (laughs) any reason I don't know I just think Like, Bryce had this – we always felt like he – you know, there's some players who felt like – or that you would look at him and be like, all right, he's not playing hard. But it's because it just comes easy for him. And I just feel like Coach would get mad at him sometimes because we knew that he could give more. And it's just like the way he went
0: about it, I
1: think, hurt Coach a little bit. (laughs) Fair.
0: fair. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Final question: Who was the teacher's pet? Who was Coach Roy's favorite? Favorite?
1: Oh, uh, by far, Marcus Page. <laughs> by, by far, I know. I know. Probably people will say me, but I feel like whenever I look at Coach Williams, I think about Marcus. Nice. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, Coach Williams, you know, love all his players, but. Um, yeah, Marcus was like the like the innocent guy. Like nothing could go wrong with Marcus. So
0: <laughs> I like that. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for your time, buddy. I really appreciate it. Um you're now uh actually about to ha- hopefully headed well, you are heading into the playoffs in Turkey, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. we we have um because of the postponed um postponed games, um we have hopefully won this Sunday and then we have uh, one more before the playoffs start.
0: Nice. And you guys are, I've, I've checked the table. You guys are pretty set to go into the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah. We're seventh right now based off of, because we we still have to make up a game, but um, you know, we should finish anywhere from six to, uh, well, I don't think we could finish fourth. So any five, six or, or seven is where we'll end up in um, the playoff spots.
0: So Okay. Well, mate, good luck with the rest of the season. Um, I'm sure we'll catch up soon. And, yeah, really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Um, always honored to be able to do things like this, so I appreciate it a lot.
0: Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Joel Berry. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow my Twitter at British Tar Heel for all the updates on Tar Heels overseas. And make sure you keep an eye on the website at ceilingistheroof.com for more posts coming in this offseason. There'll be more interviews with Tar Heels overseas during this summer. So make sure you got those notifications on. And always, Go Heels!